Welcome to the People's Revolution podcast. This is the space where we share stories from activists around the world. We hope that these stories inspire you to act locally as we share globally. to the People's Revolution podcast. We're going to start today, as always, with a land acknowledgement. A recognition that we are on stolen land is not enough when the genocide we call history still continues today and is reinforced by the daily lives of those unaware. Residential schools only closed their last doors in 1997, but the mentality of the residential schools lives on. White people, imagine living in a place that not only normalizes genocide, but actively covers it up. We don't live here because a peaceful treaty was signed. We live here because white people before us brutally pushed their way in. This includes our current government, RCMP and church, and we need to acknowledge this and the harmful systems it brought with it before we can even attempt to create reconciliation. It is a privilege to not know that you're living in such a way that makes a genocidal reality seem like regular everyday life. I would still like to recognize that the stolen land I'm speaking from is rightfully the traditional territories of the Blackfoot nations and forced to be the home of Treaty 7. These nations are Siksika, Gaina, and Pigani. In these spaces, the Siksikates and Sipi people lived and practiced their oral traditions as far back as existence goes. Treaty 7 was signed on September 22, 1877 in a brutally unethical way. This treaty was not upheld. Treaty 7 includes the Sutina Nation, the Stony Nakoda Nations, and the Métis Nations of Region 3. So, this space known as Calgary is actually rightfully known as Mokistis. Hi everyone. I just wanted to say before the episode started, first of all, thank you so much for coming back for episode two. We really appreciate it. We are going to start off where we finished last time. We are going to talk about the three other torch rallies that happened in Alberta, as well as talk a little bit about the anti-Semitism in the rallies and that symbolism. And finally, we're going to finish it off with a piece of more recent history to give a give more of a basis of to what spawned a safe place for the issues that we have seen grow and thrive and come from Alberta. This interview is broken down and clipped together from three separate interviews, one with Brad Gallimore of the LVE Foundation, as well as Terry DCHC, clipped with a solo one from Tigerly Campbell of the Live Foundation as well, and finally pieced together with a final part with the four lovely humans that have been doing this project with me, Tigre Lee, Brad, Terry, and of course, Tierra Williams of A Fight for Equity. I super appreciate them being here and helping to tell this story. We will start off, as I was saying, where we finished last time, as we were previously talking about the Edmonton Torch Rally and alluded to Calgary. And so Calgary is where we are going to start. Um, thank you so much for listening and watching. I super appreciate it. And so without further ado, 
We are starting this episode off with the Calgary Torch Rallies. I'm going to show a poster right here of both of the rallies. It's like a poster for Edmonton and Calgary. Um, and then so I'm going to, instead of describing it, just show a clip here. Total chaos here in Calgary as two protests converge. One protesting health restrictions, the other standing against hate. It was many of the same people involved in last weekend's torch march and counter protest in Edmonton, which saw four police officers injured. As the groups met at City Hall, police rushed to create a barrier between them. At one point, one side yelled Black Lives Matter, as the other yelled All Lives Matter. Evelyn was there in Edmonton last weekend. One of them told me to go back to Africa, and I was like, oh, you don't even know if my ancestors were here before your ancestors. Why are you telling me to go back to Africa? So it's a segregation mindset that is being relieved among these people. Tiki torches were present despite their use in Edmonton last week being widely condemned because of their use at white nationalist protests like the one in Charlottesville in 2017. Organizations labeled as hate groups were present. We saw the Canadian Crusaders and the urban infidels also those supporting Alberta separatism and Donald Trump. A march led by Tiki Torches ended the protests. Groups separated by police. In Calgary, Taylor brought City News. Um, so that rally happened. Calgary showed the fuck up um, and told them to eat their butts so hard. Um, and I loved it. I do. Um, I feel like it was a little bit crazier, but it was like shorter. Um, yeah. But it, it had a lot of elements going on. Um, Anti-Semitism in the torch rallies. I actually didn't talk about it at all yet. Because um, it's there. I don't even think it's even just in the torch rallies. Like... I think, like, or in the freedom rallies, and yeah, yeah, in the like in the freedom rallies, the fact that they were wearing the stars of David, yeah, the stars, the stars of David that they were wearing, and then the the needle swall stickers, um, like those stickers, um, they uh, they they. They literally thought that they were persecuted. They they truly believe that they are persecuted, and like how how you can compare this to the slaughtering of millions of people is unreal to me. And on more than one occasion, I mean. On one, one, more than one occasion, yeah, Nazi flags were being flown. Yes. You know, like, and it was within the Freedom Rally, but it was like within, like, from like 2020 on. Like, remember when that war flag was, um, what that was by Barhead, that Nazi flag too? 
there was that one. Um, there was another one too. Um, but yeah, there was the the Nazi flags that were being risen, and then like all the all those symbols, and um, they even like we were talking about this the other day at the like the counter protest that was in Lloyd and that lady like that we were talking to and we were showing her that sticker and we were like these are literally around Lloyd like you can find them on like the post and be found one on the, on the shopping cart like these these are being put around and she was like well are you sure that it wasn't um they're not like it's not anti-vax and i was like who cares like how do you overlook a swastika that how it doesn't matter what it's made out of like how do you overlook that and and then she that's what she said she's like well covid kind of makes me crazy or something like that and like clearly like it you are it you're you're willing to overlook something that has so much hatred and history and trauma behind it and manipulate it with your mind into something that just works for the narrative you know and that wasn't like manipulating things that work for them wasn't it's not something that was new like that's not something that was new we saw it with with the convoy, the Ottawa convoy, and um, the every every child matters, because people were bringing up, you know, like if you are fighting for everyone's freedom, why are you not talking about this, this, and this? And then out of out of all of that, they still cherry picked whatever the whatever they wanted to speak about, and then out of that the the convoy, there was like that one picture of that semi. It was like the one that was like, all uh, every child matters, and it, you could tell it was like Photoshop with like lights behind it and shit. And it was like every time that topic topic of conversation came up, they were like, "Well, look at this, look at this picture. There was somebody there, you know." So it's like they will, they will, they will. It's not that they're listening; they just like take bits and pieces where they feel like it will make them more palatable to people. To try and manipulate them into thinking like yeah look we are but then on the in the exact same breath they can say well yeah there were people with nazi flags there because everyone was invited <laughs> you know like it's like they do not hear the hypocrisy that comes from them you know like on one hand they have people like mark Friesen who don't believe that trans people should literally be alive, but they are fighting for everybody. Like, how does that make sense? They were the armbands. And then there was that lady at the mall in Calgary that wore that hoodie where she wrote with a marker. What, what, like, I don't even want to say it. I'll just put the picture. Yeah. Well, they wore those armbands to like, and like they wore it also on their jackets and stuff like not yeah. just at the torch rallies but at like a lot of rallies because they felt like they were being persecuted which is just like what the fuck is happening 
and like they don't even realize it's like that is them doing it to themselves like jewish people they didn't have a fucking choice to wear the stars of david they didn't have a choice to be tattooed they didn't have a choice to go to nazi death camps they had no fucking choice they could not they weren't given the option you know do this or not there was no option yeah and the fact that they like if you don't want a vaccine fine but there are things you first of all you're putting people in danger and then there are, you're not you're just not going to be able to do things you know like but the choice is there still now back to the torch rally in calgary Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad, do you want to say yes. whatever you want to say? Sure. Um, first of all, yes, Calgary did show up. Mad respect. Um, so I fucked up. I thought there was a chance that you could like reason with certain people in the audience. Uh, no, I was wrong. I'm I'm glad you tried. To be honest, yeah. anyone says that you fucked up, I'm glad that you fucking tried. Mm, I yep. fucked up. It's okay to say I fucked up. It's fine. Diversity um, of tactics. Yeah, you can't. You cannot reason with Nazis. Um, but that's not. That's not what my attempt was. And I promise you, I didn't act alone. But it's still, it was my fuck up. Um, I tried to convince people that the ones leading those fucking marches are straight up Nazis, white supremacists, whatever word you want to use. They both fit. Um, and it. It, I still I consider it a mistake. Um, the ninety nine percent of the people there were just they didn't want to hear it. They didn't care. It was you know especially when it comes to like if you're protesting things that the government says ninety nine percent of the time I'll be there. I'm fucking on your side. It when I tried to convince people of that and tell them that the people that were leading this were the type of people that you do not want to follow, you don't want to listen to, you don't want to talk to, they didn't want to hear it. And that's the thing is you have the the backseat people who will listen to this and not go to these rallies because they know the people that were there and supporting those people, they knew. They knew exactly what I was saying. They knew what I was going to say. And they still met it with, Nope, you can't prove it. Resentment. I won't hear it. It's you're absolutely wrong. You've never been more wrong in your life, which I guarantee you I have. And that was the thing is when I thought I could actually get two people in that group, it was a lost cause from the beginning. And I accept that 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 wasn't the place to do it. And even doing it probably made it more dangerous for other people. And that's something I need to accept. And I genuinely apologize for anyone that i put in danger because i did that and that's that's the gist of what i wanted to say about that man also fuck those people (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it was a legitimate fuck fest um the like the politicians in calgary i'm actually going to put a clip here of nenshi as Kevin Green reports, the mayor is now lashing out at that symbolism. And I will tell you right now, as a person of color in the city, I will never be intimidated by that. An angry Mayor Nenshi condemned a weekend protest where ralliers marched through the streets carrying lit torches that many see as a symbol of racism. Why did the Klan march with torches? They used them to light the crosses on fire. 
And let's be very clear that that is not anything that is ever acceptable here in the city of Calgary. The rally was also promoted online using images from a deadly rally in Charlottesville where an anti-racist protester was intentionally run down and killed. But rally organizer Pastor Artur Pawlowski, who was in Vancouver Monday for a similar protest, denies any charge of racism. Every person of color knows exactly what that means. So don't tell me it was to provide light. It has been increasingly clear to me uh, over the last several months that these marches that pretend that they are about lifting the lockdown, there is no lockdown, by the way. Shops are open, schools are open, restaurants are open. Um, people have the ability to go out uh, and do many, many things that they normally would have done. Um, have increasingly become forums for hatred for white nationalist groups and for others to attach themselves uh, to this conversation such that the original discussion is completely lost. And certainly many of us have been raising the alarm on this for some time. When we see people with torches uh, marching through the downtown core, we know what that means. It's not about heat, it's not about light, don't be ridiculous. When we see people advertising these marches using pictures from Charlottesville, we know what that means. We know who that's meant to intimidate. And I will tell you right now, as a person of color in this city, I will never be intimidated by that. Um, I just want to say that these exact people have been harassing Nenshi since day one. And he was at the end of his term. He wasn't coming back. So he was like, I'm going to tell the truth. And he fucking, he spoke. And we genuinely appreciate that. Um, the whole thing from top to bottom was absolutely disgusting. But I'm so glad that Alberta showed the fuck up. Um, or Alberta, Calgary. Um, Edmonton did not show the fuck up. But that's okay, because it was actually people from Calgary that put on the Edmonton rally, so Calgary went to Edmonton to yell at them, and that's what needed to happen. Um, is there anything else we want to say about this one, or I'm just going to move to the Barhead one? Barhead. So, here's a picture of the torches, I'm gonna put it up here. They actually didn't even use tiki torches, they used real fucking torches, um, which was nuts. Um, Barhead is also close to where the first not uh, Hitler youth flag went up. Um, and they literally like the, the mayor was like, you guys should be careful. And then the mayor was like, fucking no, we're not doing this. You guys are being ridiculous. Um, Third, the fourth Tiki Torch rally happened in Calgary. It was an Easter Sunday. Um, there wasn't a lot of news on it. The only news that is available is here. Albertans protesting public health orders were met by anti-racism protesters today at Olympic Plaza. This was a scene this afternoon with police separating the two sides. One group has been hosting freedom marches in downtown Calgary since last year, but they've been getting more pushback in recent weeks after tiki torches started making an appearance at their rallies. Counter protesters accuse the freedom marchers of racism, saying the torches are a symbol of white supremacy. They blame BLM for segregating the society. The reason why we can't coexist is because they don't believe in coexisting. They believe in, they call it diversity, but really they want a whole bunch of little groups so they can all fight one another. That's what they believe in. They believe in creating division between groups. But 
whereas a Christian says, I'm going to go out and help my fellow neighbor. That's why we come out here to feed people. While members of BLM responded by saying presence of hate groups will not be tolerated. So this, the second rally in Calgary was also counter-protested because Calgary's fucking cool like that. Um, and what got more news was the pastor, this problematic fuck that's been doing all these things, um, kicked police out of his quote-unquote church like the day before or the day after and that got way more news because he was like nazis leave me alone when in reality it was like on easter he was marching around with tiki torches that <gasps> that rally was so messed up on so many levels for so many reasons like i'm so happy that first of all came through with those speakers and we were able to drown a lot of them out like that was awesome and like just they're like they're they put like these intimidation people like in the front of like of our like division you know and like and it was so it was so clear there were so many people with proud boys jackets on urban infidels um like there were there were just like so many and they were just in in plain sight like literally in plain sight and they're you know and yet again the cops and the cops are they're just they make you so mad like with their smug ass attitudes and yeah calgary's wild like edmonton's wild but calgary's wild like they're that like Calgary police, like they're a whole other ballgame. And they like they give zero fucks. They just like they faced us again. But it was like the it was like the it was like an iron wall of fucking police. Like it was really scary actually. And it's just like you know like if shit goes down like if shit went down which it did but like for example, like if shit went down with me, like I would not, I don't feel safe around cops. I don't feel like they have my best interest. But in that situation, it was amplified by a thousand. Just like their posture, their stance, their whole overall persona. Like I just knew that if anything was to happen to me, that I was not going to be taken care of by police. Like I already know that on a daily basis, but it was just worse. It's just worse at counter protest, especially if you're on the side of the left or the left you know like and uh and then again they tried to like bar us from what side like what where we could stand like the cops tried to bar us from where we could even stand and like why like what is what is the purpose of that you know and then they did their stupid ass march what did they do like seven laps the you know what the the biggest part, the biggest fucked up part about that was, yes, the t- the tiki torches, but that wooden ass cross, that huge wooden cross, like, that was in Edmonton, just light it on fire. It was in Edmonton, too. Like, you might as well just light it the fuck on fire. Like, you might as well just do that. Everything else is on fucking fire. Just light the cross on fire, too, and make it what it is stop trying to fucking hide it 
hide what you're doing and just fucking burn the girls. And that, like, just seeing that, like, just seeing that, it's just, it, like, brings up fear. Like, you have all of these, these people that are, you know, don't think that I or my kids should be on in the same playing field as them but then they're gonna bring a huge ass cross with tiki torches it's just wild it's like in 2022 like we're literally seeing these forms of clan like like this is literally what it is and um and then they just keep continuing with their performative bullshit like yeah we're gonna feed the homeless and then when you leave like there's just trash everywhere food everywhere like Broken tiki torches on the sidewalk with the garbage bags filled with food. It's weird. Yeah. And but it's it's weird, but it's not. Like it's like it's like Jesus fed the poor, so we're gonna feed the poor. But it's all performative. Like, how do you leave that much that much food in the garbage consciously? You know, like in Calgary, you're downtown Calgary. Like you don't really have to go far to be able to get rid of that, you know? So before the Tiki Torch rally, there was a social media post that was put out specifically requesting that racialized people come and support their movement. Um, they it was like in you know in search of ad for racialized people it was really weird and it made me feel really really weird and they and it was just to to prove you know maybe if we get enough racialized people that come then we can prove that we're not racist the pastor was going around filming all the racialized people that were at that rally and that was also the time when Arthur went around live streaming or video or like recording people asking them, like, do you feel safe here? You know, um, people are saying that I'm racist. And you can tell that they have no fucking idea what he's even talking about. So like, I don't know. The whole the whole thing was just trash. And I guess like I I don't know. I like before I like these protests, I actually never heard of him before, which is wild because apparently he's been doing this shit for years and I did not know that. Um, I actually Calgary fucked up their day. Um, mm-hmm. like when they went to march around, counter protesters went to march around and there was a fight between I shit you not counter protesters, the Tiki Torch fucks, and the cops. The cops were in the fight too. And I think that's why they did not show anything in the news. Um, cops were swinging at people. Terry got thrown out of his fucking wheelchair. Um, and uh, it was a good day. <laughs> I'll be real with you. It was a good day. Um, fuck Nazis and fuck these people. Is there anything that you guys want to add, Terry? Um, Actually, I'd like to say something about this day. Like Tigra was talking about it before about that video where Art was go, Artur was going around up to people, like, but specifically the people of color because they had just done their call out for we need people of color to come and 
prove we're not racist or whatever bullshit. And the other thing he was doing in that video was he was going up to any person of color and asking them where they were from. And then he got to this one lady and it's slipping my mind as to what her answer was, but he asked her where she was from. Originally she said Calgary. And then he was like, no, 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 no. Where are you from? And like, just trying to continue to push on that multicultural, we're not racist narrative, but it, not only in turn was it even, I don't know, in my eyes, it seemed even more racist than his normal banter. But, like, he, I don't, I don't know how to say it. But, yeah, so, like, that, that happened in that video. But also in that video, um, about three, four minutes later, um, you can see... A group of people um, from their side talking and planning to come and start a fight specifically. They pull on gloves with padded fucking knuckles and you, you see it all. And as they were approaching us, um, it at first it was like, like there was like two, three cops there kind of thing. And I don't know if they didn't think some, if they thought nothing was going to happen or what, but at first they let everybody kind of come through and mix together. And then all of a sudden they picked off certain points where they started, like, they were basically, the cops were basically attacking us at that point. And like, I, I know two, three people now who, all have had like gnarly bruises from getting smacked with bikes and stuff like that. Um, like Julia said, when it turned into a full-on brawl, which like it was like, oh yeah, a lot. It was crazy. The cops were in the middle of it. They were getting hit from people on both sides. They were on the ground, just as like they were involved just as much. And it's to me like it's pretty mind-blowing that there isn't media uh, more media out there showing what happened because any other time something like that happens there usually is so I don't yeah it, it that whole day though Calgary showed the fuck up I honestly believe that that energy that was there that day is what's needed to actually do something about this bullshit like the willingness to actually put your body on the line and say fuck you versus just yelling at people or whatever like it came to the point that day where people i never would have expected to be throwing fists were like like kicking people like it, it fuck you you fascist piece of shit and in the end that it's the only way that we're gonna win this because there's no there's no talking with this people like what brad was saying before there's no convincing them otherwise and unfortunately just like in the early 30s in germany populism is what allowed them to take 
place and that um, apathetic idea of like all speech is free speech. So give them their platform. Um, like it, the same thing is happening right now. And unless we have that energy, that willingness to put shit on the line, like we're, we're witnessing another repeat in history right now to a different extent and with a different targeted group and blah, blah, blah. But like in Germany, it was the, it was the same kind of thing. There was a quote unquote culture war and it was about the degeneration of the family and like all this same shit that the alt-right, hard-right is pushing today. And because it all comes from that same Nazi authoritarian ideology of like a master race or what the fuck ever, but now it- One is better than the other. Yeah, and now it's just expanded to include more than just the group of Jewish people that it was in Germany. At, or in Europe at the time, but now it's it's grown to include more groups, but it's the groups that are oppressed, the more oppressed groups within society, whether it's LGBTQIA or like people of color or wh whatever. It it's the same ideology, and populism is allowing it to grow and the mix as well now i think truthfully throughout the whole covid pandemic and like these rallies as they happened more and more people got pushed into the religious aspect within it and unfortunately the religious aspect within it isn't just that it's also an ultra nationalistic ultra orthodox kind of version of a religion and it advocates for us versus them and it it, it creates what it what but when you you know when you believe your religion is above all else right um i it does start with Z, but keep going sorry oh no that's okay but yeah like it they Basically, like, at this point, if we're not reacting the same way that we did that day in Calgary to these groups of people, yes, unfortunately, there are the, like, random conservative person or whatever who isn't there to harm anybody who isn't a Nazi. Like, yeah, there are those people there. But, and unfortunately, they get caught up in it. But the reality is a lot of those people there are straight up fascists, whether they're neo like neo-Nazi full-on like Hitler followers or they're just like ultra-nationalist groups or 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 the they're there's still a group who is sowing hatred within our backyard. And if we don't react to them with that same energy, then they're going to keep growing. They're going to keep getting stronger. They're going to keep acting out more and more and more. And the pandemic only enabled it. And they took full advantage of the anti-government um, mentality that came out of the pandemic. Because, right. I mean, let's face it, whatever side you're on of vaccines or masks or what the fuck ever, like, 
the government did not handle it well, period. Like, Correct. anyway, no matter, no matter what side you're on, we should be able to admit that the government fucked up. And but when like, you let your when you let your movement get hijacked and you allow people that are these fascists, that are these anti everything that isn't what they believe in, then you are just as culpable, right? It's that mm -hmm. systemic thing. If you right the the whole convoy probably started as two dudes in a basement, like, hey, these fucking government mandates are bullshit. But then these guys like the King of the Rats and all these other dudes hijack their movement, but they let it. They yep. let them hijack their movement. And, and so they said, yeah, so these are good guys coming in to, you know, spread the word, but no. And then you and let it happen, and now you are just as culpable. Yep. And exactly, like, they let them hijack the movement so much so that they became a plausible deniability for those groups. They're like they constantly the the average person was oh no there's no nazis here there's no racists here but then in ottawa you got a guy waving a fucking actual swastika flag amongst a group of thousands of people and nobody did fucking a thing you let him be there you let him continue to be on your side because quote unquote freedom of speech yeah like and, yeah and sure, freedom of speech but not freedom from consequence fuck that right and you may have missed the video earlier where even Pat King is on video saying, he's like, oh, you know, these people want to come and they have their platform of free speech. We're not going to stop them. We don't endorse them, but we're not going to stop them. The video Brad is referencing here is actually coming up in one of the two future podcast parts for this episode. It's just the way the podcast is cut. Just wanted to add that. Which is it? You know, during, <laughs> during the convoy of 2019, yeah. Yes, the 2019 one. They're like, well, he's like, and the guy even said, he's like, there's proof that like people of this, these racist ideologies are coming and saying these things. Yeah, you know, if they want to have that platform, we, we don't endorse them, but we're not going to stop them from being here because we want everyone to be here. Why do you want everyone to be there? Mm -hmm. and, and again, like, I, I guess that technically goes against inclusivity, but does it? <laughs> no. It no. doesn't. Like, <laughs> if you're opinion. accepting people that fucking hate, like, racialized people or gay people, it doesn't matter, then you're excluding racialized people and gay people. Um, Correct. And that's how that goes. That or you're making a space that was safe for whatever group now unsafe for them. And, like, yep. then, like what you said before, you're just as culpable, just yep. as much to blame. And, and going, that. Sorry, and, and going back to Calgary One, when I spoke out, I even suggested another group that was just against government mandates. But then as I got more into that group, I realized it wasn't a safe space. They were anti-Indigenous, they were anti-queer, they were anti-trans. And it was like, so me, a queer person, who went and spoke against another group of fascism to say, if you want to be in an anti-mandate group, go to this group. But that anti-mandate group turns out to be just as anti-trans, just as anti-queer. Then where's the safe space? Oh, we're inclusive to everybody. No, the fuck you're not. <laughs> not even close. You turned out to be just as fascist as the other. And that was one of my biggest mistakes was trying to go to a different group. Like if you're anti-mandate, be anti-mandate, fine. 
but do it in a group that's not led by fascists. And guess what? So, and that's the other thing too, is these groups get so hijacked so easily because that's all it takes. As soon as there's a general interest, and the same thing has happened to BLM. And look at even uh, the King of the Rats in infiltrating the uh, missing and murdered indigenous women and being like a spokesperson mm -hmm. for that group, right? Anything they will try to hijack, anything, right wing, left wing, whatever you want to call it, they will hijack any movement to get their ideology across. And there's a fucking word for that. That's how you know they're fascists. They don't have a stance or a backbone. They just bounce from group to group trying to gain popularity. And that's why it's dangerous right now with the freedom movement, because like we've demonstrated, it's been like over and over and over and over. And this is the same fucking shit over and over. We didn't even get to all the stuff that I had um, <laughs> over and over and over. And like, finally, they have a giant following and people want to argue that these are good people taking a stand like no man they're not <laughs> like there these are, are straight up fucking fascists there are good people taking a stand against you know even like there are good people doing anti-mask movements or good people doing anti-vax movements but they get hijacked and because these people have popularity they think okay i'll let them yeah. and then they but stand beside a nazi and if you stand beside a nazi that makes you a fucking nazi period <laughs> and then you're like well no i just started off as an anti-vax fine but now you are standing next to a nazi <laughs> like with your dude. arm around and, him taking pictures and tagging him in social media like another big issue with it well social media with the whole algorithm bullshit and directing bullshit at people with and like the pandemic giving people time at home to sit there and stare at Facebook more and whatever and be desensitized to things and whatever like um not a lot of those movements not necessarily the entirety of what they're saying or what their whole plan is but like a lot of it is built within conspiracy theory Yes. And if you're already within that realm, like you're more likely to one, go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, and fall for more conspiracy, but like you're you're more likely to continue to look for conspiracy and things. And that's now how like because of COVID again, um, a lot of conspiracies again from the nineteen twenties and thirties have started popping back up within within popular culture and mainstream media even like um the whole idea that like there's like a jewish bankroll that runs the world and blah right. blah blah and like the evil what all that bullshit like it it's all permeated to within the freedom rally now because of the world economic forum and whatever the fuck that right. dude and like and, and not whether only people realize it or not, though, they're spewing off racist bullshit that was that came. And I think that's another big issue is that people don't like one, what we learn in school, history wise, et cetera. Like, it's not enough. It's not what like it doesn't go deep enough. 
into things and a lot of it is hero heroism towards like white the, the, yeah and or like the crown as well yeah and we deny a lot of shit that happens and even it, like when it comes to world war ii like we're we're heroes period there yeah. there's no there's no talk about like all the bad shit that happened after that we were the ones who perpetrated whether it was us or one of the other allied groups or whether it was the russians on the other side like there or even is, just the treatment of indigenous and black veterans right it, it, exactly and <laughs> like for a long time being denied veterans affairs or any type of benefit even though they were the ones who were basically thrown out as cannon fodder exactly. and like to to this day we're still denying it because we're not actually taught about it and like we don't understand like for example in germany when they teach about world war ii they teach about the atrocities that we as a country were allowed ourselves to commit and blah 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 and like how they allowed themselves to fall into fascism and right. like where here like i said it's just heroism we went over there and we saved the fucking day. We and kicked their butts. Yeah, like so over there though, they get taught like this is what they believed, and these are like the conspiracies that were thrown at the people and la 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 la. Where we don't we don't know that we don't hear that unless we further our education in history or go looking for it ourselves. So. A lot of people don't understand that when they're sitting there spewing off about how there's some shadow group of people who are rich and Jewish that run the world, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, now you're spewing that 1920s conspiracy theory that was spewed and allowed for people to slowly take anybody who is Jewish and go, oh, they're less than me less than me and slowly and slowly more and more dehumanize them and that same fucking thing is happening right now especially towards black and indigenous people and especially in Alberta, it's that individualistic mindset individual yep. it, it's it's not just that i had to climb over people it's that i had to tell them that i climbed over them mm -hmm. and, so, and, I, and it also goes back again to how much american culture permeates into canada because that individualistic idea is a very american idea from like the base of americanism from when like the american revolution happened and all of that when they became the u.s um like and same with like the idea of like the great replacement and all of that type of stuff that's now again permeating into the mainstream media and everything yeah. because of the Great. immigration that we see. Fucking Christ. And, right? and I just wanted to, sorry, I just wanted to go back a sec. So touching on that, like um, what people see as they're like scrolling through Facebook, but they, they will follow influencers. And when these influencers say like these racist things or these um, uh, misogynistic things, they go, oh, you know, that's just get the likes. That's just get the likes. But you can see the problem with that. If you're mm -hmm. following that, even if they're just doing it for the likes, eventually one of those things is going to catch. 
Yep. And it's getting right. If you're the only one who's just doing it for the likes, it's just yeah. But if you or anybody else gets that catch from that, do you see how that's a fucking issue? I'm going to move to the worldwide. They weren't worldwide. I always actually thought it was called Western Coalition Against Islam, but it, <laughs> that's not what it's called. It's called the Worldwide <laughs> Coalition Against Islam. Um, it's like a it's a group it, it kind of came out when like m103 the bill came out that was like you can't be islamophobic when that shooting at the quebec mosque happened and then the response was bill m103 um i'll put an article about it on the screen here um so uh, that was both protested in edmonton and calgary by obviously people like the fucking soldiers of odin um, and then the Worldwide Coalition Against Islam. I don't know if that's exactly when they were born, if they were brewing it before, but that's kind of when they came out the fucking gate. So that, uh, M103 came out in 2017. Um, my god, what am I even gonna say about these guys? It's way too much. Like, their name gives, tells you pretty much what you need to know. They um, were against Islam in Canada. Um, they even had a previously converted um, Islamic person who um, was against Islam to speak at a lot of this stuff to kind of counter that they're racist. They're like, I'm not racist. Look at this person. Um, oh it, was, it was super unfortunate. Um, there's two different... There's three different rallies I want to talk about that are really important. I think there's two videos and one's just like a news clip. Um, I think I'm going to work a little bit backwards. So in 2000, August 27, 2017, they did this thing called Deplorable Day. I don't get it. I Honestly, my brain had tapped out at this point in researching, so I didn't even look what they were talking about um but they it was the canadian combat coalition and the worldwide coalition against islam together um and as you can see from this news article here um they interviewed someone named bu welling who was the president of the alberta three percenters and he said that he was there to attend the rally to provide security for both sides as a neutral party the we don't three percenters and neutral. <laughs> we don't. We don't believe them. Um, <laughs> we definitely don't believe them. Um, the two other rallies I want to talk about. <clears throat> I'm gonna go back to. I'm not gonna go backwards anymore. The first one that happened um, was a rally at City Hall. I don't actually know the name of it, but it was an anti-Islam rally where they were. Um, uh, they had lined themselves up like the three percenters and they had like stun canes. Um, it was called the great Canadian amazing stun cane. Um, and they were like setting them off during the rally. So I don't know, uh, what was going on with that. Um, and it was fucked up. And so here's some pictures of the fucking people standing there with the stun canes. And I'm going to play you this video. I clipped it. I'm going to put the link below because the whole thing is really important to listen to. But here's just a like two to three minute clip of it. 
um, a reporter called the people who made the stun cane um, and asked some questions and they were like, oh my God, you can't use that on people. And then he called the police and asked if he could bring one and they were like, I'm just gonna let you listen to it. And so, getting up. Thanks uh, for some additional information on uh, one of these particular products here called the Amazing Stun Cane. Okay, what would you like to know? Just, would this thing have the power to like, you know, take somebody down? Uh, so I got it, I got a, I would say, a less than one second. Uh, it felt like a, someone stabbed me with a big knife. So it was pretty. It was it was pretty intense. But I would I would think that if someone kept it on me for a few seconds, I uh, yeah I would uh, I would definitely go down. Where I saw them actually first was there's a, a protest going on in Calgary, and uh, there's a bunch of dudes up there that were protesting Islam, and they they had these canes. Yeah, well, you know what? It is illegal to use it on other human beings. The call is being transferred as it may take a few seconds. Hi there, I'm calling for some information about protesting in Calgary and like what's legal and what's not. Okay. What kind of protesting is it? Um, like protesting against Muslims. Um, would I be allowed to bring the amazing stun cane? Uh, which is like a 36 inch stun gun? Uh, like have that in public at a protest against Muslims? No. No? A stun gun? Yeah, you can't have a stun gun. I mean, that's a weapon, right? Okay. On June 3rd, there was a demonstration, Calgary City Hall. Are you aware of it? I am, yep. You know those guys had stun guns that bill, three feet long? There was a, a bill being passed, right? There. Right. So yeah. there were journalists out there taking photos, and a lot of these guys were walking around with long black canes, and those canes have been identified as what's called the, the Great Canadian Stun Cane, which is a million volt stun gun inside of a hidden cane. Okay. Well, that would be considered a concealed weapon. Okay. Um, so, like, on... Uh, June 24th, uh, when they're doing their next demonstration in Calgary, will everybody who has one of these stun guns be arrested? Well, they would certainly be checked, those, and um, they could be charged with carrying a concealed weapon, yeah. They could be, or they will? Well, it depends on the discretion of the officer at the time, if it is, if it isn't. Well, um, I mean, on the onset of this conversation, you said that that would be illegal and it would be considered carrying a concealed weapon. I don't think there's much discretion involved in Canada when a person is carrying a concealed weapon illegally. Is there? Well, no. I'm just saying that, okay. you know, I'm not out there and I don't know what, you know, I've never seen one of these things, so I don't know exactly what... Right, and so that's kind of why I'm contacting you. I'm a journalist, and I'm planning to go to this thing, and I really don't want to be stun-gunned at a million volts. She just starts to backpedal real hard. Yeah, like, I was like, I just don't want to get... It, the conversation actually continues to go on, and they, like, transfer him to, like, a different department, and what that second cop determines that he's not Antifa, that second cop really opens up, so I think it's... um. It would be important to check out the whole thing if you want to. Totally your call. Um, so that's disgusting. And yeah. so after that happened, 
Um, is there anything you guys want to say? Wait, yeah, there is. So these people were, I didn't, I, honestly, this is the first time I'm, he I'm hearing of this, the stun canes. I did not know about that before. Um, but so they, they can walk around with these things, but remember when people had hand sanitizer in their little spray bottles and everyone was saying it was acid? <laughs> no. Are, I was at, um, I'm pretty sure it was for, uh, um, September 20th. Oh. Definitely. It was definitely for the Red Deer one. Yeah. And people had hand sanitizer in these little spray bottles and that was the... They had acid. They were spraying people with acid. Y'all had legit stun canes. What? They were even a, setting them off. Yeah, and on a certain somebody's YouTube channel, he told me that there was they had no weapons there, and they would never have weapons at anything. And then when I showed him on video, he was like, well, that guy wasn't with us. <laughs> oh my god, that is always the go-to. They weren't with us. And so in the clip that we had heard before, and uh pk he's like yeah we invited everybody it's if that's the platform that they want to use why are you enabling that though you know like if you want unity and you want everyone to be together how are you being inclusive of that it's doesn't make any sense okay that is only funny because the next thing i'm gonna show you is <laughs> the Patriotic Unity Mega Festival. Oh my god, please. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um, they just love to contradict themselves. It's honestly comical. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is wildly fucked up. Um, okay, the Patriotic Unity Mega Festival. Um... I can't with the name, um, was heavily counter-protested. Um, mm -hmm. But what's important about that, actually, I'm just going to let the news clip show you. I'm not even going to say it. So I'm going to play that shit here. Stand on guard for thee! The clashes happened within seconds of the two groups encountering each other. Police haul off a protester and clear the way for members of the Worldwide Coalition Against Islam to march around City Hall. They falsely label us racist, but we're only against an ideology, not a race. A wall of over 30 police officers separate the demonstrators. Well, I'm happy there's more of us than them, so I think it shows there's more Calgarians and people in Alberta who... Uh, hate racism then espouse racist ideas. The leader of the Coalition Against Islam says he's speaking up for Canadians who are concerned about the country's immigration policies. So we gotta, you know, vet people better and we don't want to end up like Europe or worse. Most of the pushback came from members of Calgary's anti-fascist group. There were very few visible minorities, which one Syrian-Canadian man says isn't surprising. In a way, disappointed, but also I do understand the fear they live on. Sam Namura supports the anti-Islam's group's right to free speech. But that's okay. It's better to hear it. It's better to see it. It's better to watch it and debate it and talk to them about it. We don't want them to do things in, uh, in the dark. That's really what I, that's why I'm here. The downtown commotion wasn't altogether surprising to Calgarians who have been keeping an eye on U.S. politics. Mostly what's happening in the States, which I think is overflowing into Canada, 
and I think it's just brought the bar so low that we're all that we need to do something. Our communities are at risk. Karen Draper has been to carbon tax protests in the past. Now she's here supporting President Donald Trump's immigration policies, worried about the threat of terrorism here. I'm sorry that some people are feeling like really sensitive about talking about this controversial topic, but we're going to be talking about it all summer long. Police managed to control the crowd and after around two hours of shouting, the groups go their separate ways. They're just so bold. We're not racist, we're against an ideology. But God forbid somebody speaks out against against Christianity or it's just a uh, oh imagine 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 if somebody had called Christianity an ideology instead of right? a religion. I think we found an idea, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I feel like it speaks for itself. I made so many notes to talk about it, but that. Can I just say you did an awesome job setting all of this up. Like, great job. Thank Absolutely. You. It was awful. The whole thing was awful. I, was <laughs> awful. <laughs> I could imagine you were mentally drained after all of that. I was struggling. Um, yeah, and okay, these rallies, like the freedom rallies, happened pretty much weekly. Um, they were just like, and like the freedom rallies, like, again, there's three happening currently every week in Calgary. I'm sure they happen every week in Edmonton, too, and then you said Lloydminster. And it was the same with this. It was like smaller rallies. Um, it was also uh, hosting a platform for people who are in politics. Um, like, and th that church that had been doing all that crazy stuff that we just talked about was also involved in this. Um, they used, they had a pastor and it was this, that pastor. So, um, is there any points that anybody wants to make on this? Yo, huge shout out to, to whoever showed up to counter protest that fucking DeLuca dude. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something really fucking gross, I guess. Um, I just need to find it. Um, in 2017, an article came out from the Edmonton Journal that says, after Charlottesville, police and activists look to counter Alberta's extreme right. How did they know? How did they know what was gonna happen? Um, so in 2017, um, they showed this picture of um, of, um, actually they show this picture of Provost, is that how you say it? Provost? Um, Provost. Provost. Of the Aryan Nation burning a cross in Provost, just to kind of give you a example of the extremism that is in Alberta. Um, they also thought back to, like, what made them worry about Charlottesville was in 2017, there was a, that, uh, Quebec mosque shooting. Um, and then in Edmonton, there was actually a protest. Um, it was um, racist and far right people. And then it was counter protested by Black Lives Matter in Edmonton. Um, and the two sides scuffled. And then they um, dissipated. Um, but what I 
kind of thought was important like they were worried about it because of the things like um like the protest against the bill against islamophobia um they were worried because of the history of the kkk also the history of the social credit party um at that time the soldiers of odin was doing street patrols in edmonton you can see that here I'm put it up on screen um but in 2018 um the worldwide coalition against islam that we just saw the whole kit and caboodle actually drove to toronto to do a um anniversary of charlottesville attack rally and they were joined by a multitude of far-right groups um like the proud boys and the soldiers of odin and the northern guard and these were just like giant red fucking flags that alberta would soon light a torch um but again this was pre this was thought about in 2017 and 2018 and that's pretty much all i want to say on that um yeah we should have known but we didn't know so how could we know um i want to ask tigra is there any part that you want to speak on yeah so <laughs> i think that through through the accelerationism that's happening now, um, it's not something that's new. Um, we saw it after um, when slavery was being abolished um, in the United States and in Canada. Um, and we, we saw it um, after segregation. Um, and we were, we're seeing it through the Black Power Movement. Um, we we're seeing it through the LGBTQ plus movement. And now, you know, we're seeing it here. So um, it's, it's not new. And I feel like when you're, when you're asking Julia, like, how did we not see it coming? It's such a valid point because we should, if, if we are looking at historical data, then we should be able to anticipate this, you know, and <clears throat> Maybe it is because the system is working exactly how it's supposed to work, um, protecting white people and marginalizing the rest. So, um, the so yeah. So what's happened? What, what's been happening over the past couple of years isn't. It, it's not new, and we should have anticipated it, and we should have put um, created policies and pr put procedures in place to mitigate this, and um, we just didn't because who cares you know like why 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 would they care to stop a system that is working for them and um yeah i guess yeah the the, the accelerationism hasn't stopped the hypocrisy hasn't stopped when we're talking about pipelines how many people were um like how many people spoke about or talk spoke out against the the blockades of the pipelines you know i would never do that and blah 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 yet they can travel all the way some people are coming from bc and alberta going into ottawa and they caused a numerous like amount of harm to the people that live there and they they blocked roadways they blocked um just the everyday living 
for a lot of people in that area. And and then we can talk about the, the Coots Crossing blockade that happened was happening simultaneously with that. You know, like, why is there such that double standard? Like, we have Indigenous peoples, the first peoples of Canada, literally protecting their lands and their waterways. You know, they're protecting their own rights and their own freedoms. But that is, that's a no-no compared to the convoy. In So on June 30th, 2020 is when they put in the Infrastructure Act to yes. make sure that Indigenous people could not block railways and then ended up um, arresting far-right people, not just in Coots, but there was like another blockade in Ontario somewhere where they were blocking the U.S. border too. Um, yeah. 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 It's fucking gross. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was a lot of information and we have more for you next time. We still have so much to talk about and two more episodes to go. So again, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and stay rad.